It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the June 21st episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Terry G. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day and hanging with Locked On Thunder. And coming up on today's show, we'll tell you what the Thunder are looking at as a draft because it certainly seems like they're preparing for one of their own to not only hit the free agent mark, but at least they're not going to plan on bringing this particular guy back. I could be wrong. I'll also tell you where I want Trey Young to go and discuss the best two players in this draft in segment number one, because that's what we're going through tonight, plus Sam Presti speaks. Segment two, we'll jump back into the Paul George situation, deal with that, what Sam Presti's sort of thinking right now, and what questions might be asked of Sam Presti tonight when his press conference happened. As much as he wants to stick about, as much as he wants to stick to the draft, there are other things that I would certainly think are on our mind. And then finally, we will wrap things up today by asking you a very simple question. If you could be a fly on the wall for one NBA conversation, what would it be? Would it be Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich, or would it be Carmelo Anthony and the Oklahoma City Thunder, which has the potential to be the most interesting, slightly insane conversation of the two. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while. I am now the host of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I also work for another publication called Thunder Digest. Big shout out to Chuck Cheney. And if you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com and check out all our archive podcasts as well as interviews from Players, coaches, and Sam Presti. And I guess I I could do it today, but I need to retweet out the uh, video that we have of Bo Cheeks talking about getting into the Hall of Fame. That and any of the Carmelo Anthony stuff is always definitely worth revisiting for your summer or just, hey, anytime you want to. And I think all the podcasts are good to revisit. Catch up on some of my whacked out opinions. Okay, so the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's jump into it now. They've got the draft, and tonight the Thunder will be picking 57th and 53rd, or 53rd and 57th. That's it. Those are the only two picks. And like most of you, it's not, I'm not real excited about this. It's the 57 and 53rd pick. You have to wonder how much, how many, you know, how likely it is these guys can contribute to what the Thunder are doing. Now, granted, there are guys that come out of the second round and everybody likes to point to Draymond Green, etc., etc. But from what I've seen, the Thunder are looking at Justin Jackson, 6'7", wing player out of Maryland, and Kevin Hervey, a 6'8", wing player out of Texas Arlington. What it signals to me is that with Josh Eustace being a restricted free agent, the Thunder may be willing to just let him go and not match any offer that that's put out there for him and then maybe try and find his replacement here in the second round of the NBA draft. Seems sort of dangerous, 
I don't like that approach. Josh Eustace at least has long time in the NBA, even if he's not panning out the way that we thought he should or would or the Thunder aren't using him the way that we think. I would rather have a guy with experience than a guy who's going to have to learn how to play the NBA and may hit the rookie wall or go back and forth between the G League and the Thunder the rest of the year just to sort of find his footing. But that's the situation that they find themselves in. If not... If they weren't in that situation, they'd be drafting 20th tonight. But the uh, Charlotte Hornets have that pick. Or actually, I'm making sure... No, the Utah Jazz have that pick. Sorry. The Utah Jazz have that overall 20th pick. I don't know why I was thinking Charlotte, but but the 20th pick, that could actually turn out to be something. And just pulling up one of the projections that I've got here, uh, looking at number 20, the Jazz would take uh, Kevin Horter. Another guy out of Maryland, a 6'7 shooting guard. So again, there's that wing player that the Thunder are looking for. I think more importantly, when we talk about this draft, at least when we're speaking locally, it is really all about Trey Young. That, that As much as Thunder fans want to care about the draft, in Oklahoma City, Trey Young dominates conversation, as well as Trey Young should dominate conversation. And... What I have seen from Trey Young, or at least the projections on Trey Young, he's either going to go sixth to the Orlando Magic, and I hate that. And I hate that mainly because, one, even with Aaron Gordon, I still sort of see Trey Young as kind of evolving into the face of that organization. And I'm just not sure he is the face of any organization, to be quite honest. And that, I mean, and a lot of this just goes back to what happened during his during his second half of the year. I, it just he's that guy that you you could learn under DJ Augustine if they keep him around, and I'm not sure what DJ Augustine's contract is like, but eventually he's going to have to kind of be the guy, or he's going to expect it to be one of the faces of the organization. And Trey Young showed me the second half of the year that when he was at OU that he's not ready for that. He's not built for that mold. And Orlando could end up being a death trap for him. It could be a quick end to his career or Trey could find himself on the way out and end up being like Dwight Howard as where you're spending your career as a journeyman or you go through four or five years of struggling and then finally you end up in that right organization, which Dwight Howard never really did. So the Magic have also shown this propensity to just really self-destruct. And I don't want that for Trey Young either. He needs to be nurtured. As as crazy as that sounds, as motherly as that sounds, you got to nurture Trey Young. There is a chance that he could end up going eighth to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I love that, especially if LeBron James stays and especially if the Cavaliers somehow acquire Kawhi Leonard. believe both of those guys can show Trey Young not only how to play in the NBA, but how to be how to be a professional in every sense of the word. And more importantly, when LeBron and Kawhi Leonard are on your team, you're at best third, and that's a good role. You can you can sort of hide out. Your mistakes are going to be minimized because everybody's going to be watching those two. You go to Orlando, it's all about you. It's all about Aaron Gordon. People are going to be focused on you being the future, and you can't hide out in that situation. 
There's just no way to. It's all going to be focused on you. And we saw what happened when all the attention was focused on him at OU. Great first half of the season, crappy second half of the season. When it comes to this draft, there's two guys that I'm really looking at that I think have the potential to be just absolutely amazing players. And I know everybody's on the DeAndre Ayton bandwagon, and I'm sure... Actually, one, I don't like that. I don't like the DeAndre Ayton bandwagon because I just don't like taking big men with the number one overall pick. It scares the living hell out of me if I'm a GM because it always seems like you're setting yourself up for this guy to be hurt in, in the future and never really live up to his potential. I stay away from DeAndre Ayton if I'm Phoenix. I realize he's locally played at the University of Arizona, but you're also talking about bringing him into a market that is more Arizona State than Arizona and... Big men just have a tendency to, to just get hurt when they're drafted number one overall. And I look, I know you can point out several guys that, that didn't, Patrick Ewing being one of them. It's just, it, it's a red flag for me. The two guys that I like, and one of them does qualify as a big man, Mo Bamba out of Texas. Mo Bamba's going to be a stud in this league. There's just no way that he can't. And he's going to get drafted lower than DeAndre Ayton. I'm with Michael Greenberg. I'd love to see him go to the Knicks and turn that organization around. As we talked yesterday, the Knicks and the Nets just, we got to shut up about those guys until they do something. Mo Bamba could be the start of that for New York. The other guy I really like is Michael Porter Jr. And he's already comparing himself to Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, and, and look, if you're comparing yourself to that and then you're you're saying it's an honor to be in that conversation that you started, there's something about that I like. But also with Michael Porter Jr., we never really got to see his full potential at Missouri because the dude was hurt. And he may still be hurt. So if it's a slow build for him in the NBA, the world of potential is there. And if I was him, there's no way I would have played in the NCAA tournament. Not a lick. Once I got hurt, dude, I'm out. You're on your own. Figure this out, Mizzou. But those are the two guys I really like in this draft, and they seem to have the most potential. All right, we get more specific to the Thunder in this podcast coming up in the next segment as we talk about Paul George. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, I still have yet to do the makeup podcast where I go back and figure out all the stuff that I haven't talked about in previous podcasts that I previewed. And today's obviously not going to be that podcast, although today is shaping up to be somewhat of an abbreviated episode of Locked On Thunders, just because we're, we're still waiting. The real news tonight is the NBA draft and what's going to happen there, and it's all speculation at this point, and then what Sam Presti has to say and if there's anything enlightening that comes out of that press conference, and that'll be our focus tomorrow. Speaking of Sam Presti, the recruiting of Paul George, the constant information and misinformation that gets put out there. He's staying in Oklahoma City, or it's likely that he stays in Oklahoma City. He's going to LA. He shouldn't want to play with Russell Westbrook. He should play with Russell Westbrook, etc., etc., etc. Think about this if you're Sam Presti for a second. This is all out of your control. All you can do is recruit Paul George, and then Paul George 
his family and his agent have to sit down and make the decision whether or not he wants to stay in Oklahoma City or go someplace else. So you really only can control so much of this. You have spent your entire season making a sales pitch to him and now the ball is in his court. He just has to decide whether or not he's going to take it or he's going to reject it. And that's it. Most of us, I dare say, would lose sleep in that situation. I'm a control freak. There's no other way to put it. I do not deal well with things that are out of my control. And and I would imagine that maybe you're the same way. Maybe you're not. Maybe maybe you're very whatever kind of dude. Whatever kind of gal, man. You're just like, hey, man, it's just, it is what it is. And I can go on about my business. I don't deal well with that situation. Sam Presti is built so perfectly to be an NBA GM, it's not even funny. But in that, in that, I I tell you all that to tell you this. One, it's ridiculous when people say, it's your fault if someone leaves because you didn't do enough to keep them there. Well, sometimes you can't do enough. Sometimes people just don't want to be where you're at. And that is, that's a terrible accusation on any coach or GM. And you can't beat yourself up over the fact that somebody leaves your organization. It may suck. It may ultimately cost you your job. You may have done everything in your power to make that guy happy. But in the end, they just want to leave. And that could very well be the situation with Paul George. I mean, think of it. It's kind of like marriage. I know I've made this comparison before. You can make your wife happy. You can make your husband happy. If they want to leave, they want to leave. And you can't do that. And you you just can't do anything about that. I think for for Sam Presti, what it ultimately has to come down to is just make sure that that backup plan is easily executable. Or if it's not easily executable, you've got something. Because you've got Russell Westbrook for five years. You've got Steven Adams locked up. With Paul George gone, you can lock up Jeremy Grant, and that's not a bad thing. You do have money to play with and unfortunately for Thunder fans it may be another year of struggling until you finally get the payoff maybe a year or two later when the Thunder are able when the Thunder is able to use that money to go out and get some free agents or maybe they're able to to blow up the team and and start over again and at some point the Thunder are facing that and I can tell you right now, if Paul George doesn't come back, I get the feeling that that is sooner rather than later. And I know people say, oh, it's ridiculous, blow up the thunder, you, you know, that's ridiculous, you've got all this talent. Well, from what we've seen of this talent, are we convinced that this talent can win a championship? Can this talent get the thunder where it needs to go? And if not, and if that's the ultimate decision of Sam Presti, if in a couple of years you've got to punch the panic button, punch it, and live on to fight another day. This is the Oklahoma City Thunder Podcast, a.k.a. Locked on Thunder, so it's not the official Thunder Podcast. It's just called Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G., your team, every day. And coming up next on Locked on Thunder, which conversation would you rather be a fly on the wall for? Is it Kawhi or Carmelo? I'll tell you why the Carmelo one is still more interesting than the Kawhi conversation. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
We finish up today with Locked on Thunder. Uh, The biggest story in the NBA, at least right now, is Kawhi Leonard, Greg Popovich, meeting in Los Angeles, doing the sit-down, Michael Corleone style, giving a sit-down to to Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi's going to plead his case, and Pop's going to plead his case, and they've said all along, the Thunder are going to exhaust all their options before they give up on Kawhi Leonard. And if you're Greg Popovich, you have to go out and save a guy like that. He's just too good to let get out of the organization. Saying that, I'd still rather hear what the Thunder are selling to Carmelo Anthony versus what the Spurs are selling to Kawhi Leonard and what Kawhi Leonard is telling them. Because I really want to know where Carmelo Anthony thinks he is right now as an NBA player. Does he still see himself as a superstar? Does he still see himself as a face of an organization? Or does he see himself as a good second or third option on a good team that possibly has a chance to make a run in the playoffs. And I have no... Look, based on what we heard, Carmelo Anthony still sees himself as being a hell of a lot more productive than what the Oklahoma City Thunder think he is. And I think at worst, what Carmelo Anthony sees himself as as a number two option on a team that can make a championship run. He still sees himself as a superstar. And when a guy has that kind of ego. And I don't say ego negatively here. I say ego as a good thing because you need ego to be a superstar. You need ego to succeed in any performance-driven business. But when a guy has that kind of ego and you're trying to convince him to be something less than what he thinks he is, that is a hell of a conversation. Because I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you convince somebody they're less than what they think they are because athletes are taught... Always think you are more than what people are telling you. So now you've got to get that thought out of Carmelo Anthony's head. Hey, you're not what you think you are. You are this. Here is how you are best set up to succeed. You're in your 30s. You're not the best player on this team. And there may be only, I don't know if there are any teams in the NBA. i got to think that there's one or two where Carmelo Anthony might be the best player on the team but for the most part so I don't coming up to this conversation I'm fast that is a that is I say college's dream Sam Presti versus Carmelo Anthony and convincing Carmelo Anthony he needs to be a third option not a first not a second yeah that's much more fascinating than Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi all you're telling Kawhi is Hey, look, you need to get over it. Stop being hurt that your teammates called you out. Understand that we as an organization like to play things close to the vest and you've put us in a really bad situation. We're not going to trade you. We're not going to give you what you want. And I know you think you would be happy as a Laker, but here's why you're going to be happy as a Spur. And here's a five-year Supermax to go along with it. So come back. Let's all hold hands. Go sing Kumbaya and then destroy the NBA the way that we've been doing for the past 20 years. That's it. That's the only conversation. And Kawhi either says yay or nay, and then everybody comes to a decision. But Carmelo Anthony, man, getting inside that guy's head, man, that's fascinating. And I, there's not, there, there is not enough money in the world for me to pay to, to, to be in that. I wish Sam Presti would. I wish he would cut. Like tonight, I'm going to ask him if I can be in on that conversation. <laughs> unless, unless he's already had it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe there's... 
I'm not sure he can, but uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony is actually under contract, so maybe that conversation's been had. We'll find out tonight when Sam Presti speaks. Thanks for listening today. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow with all sorts of goodies from Sam Presti. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Remember, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.